right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. It is good to be back. I, I, I'm upset, Chris. I, I haven't been able to sit down here and look at your smiling face for like two weeks. Oh, it's good to be back. But this old podcast, it's a love-hate relationship with me, this old podcast. Yeah, you're bringing negative energy in today, and I don't like it. I need you to smile. I usually bring in negative energy every day when we do this podcast, <laughs> but I do have fun once it gets started. All right, good. Hi, Fedrick. How are you? Josh, producer Josh. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, now everybody knows your full name. Yeah. That's, that's great. Right. I love it. I'm on Twitter. They can follow me. Yeah, follow them. Uh, speaking of which, go to the Sims and Lefko on Twitter. Um, we'll get to some Twitter questions in a little bit. It's going to be an abbreviated podcast today. We'll make it fun, action-packed, though. Matt Miller got sick. That screwed up our plans. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. Uh, Way to get the flu, pal. You're big time and have to go host a radio show. I got to go host a radio show, but yeah. I'll make sure we'll do this uh, full-time. I want to do some, some combine talk. I want to do some laughter, some jokes. Uh, I had someone on Twitter um, be like, hey, Adam, you should get a podcast. And I was like, I'm going to punch you in the head. Did you see that? <laughs> that just means we're not getting enough publicity. I know. Come on, Bleacher Report. Pimp us out. Um, I, w- this past weekend was the Combine. Um, I thoroughly enjoy the Combine. I have a theory about why. Um, I think for everyone that didn't grow up playing competitive football, the Combine is our way of, of being able to judge talent and analyze talent and be like, his 40 time was faster than his 40 time, so he plays faster than that guy. <laughs> Which is not true. It's so funny because in Madden, as, you would, as you'd play and you'd draft guys, a 40 time equals speed, three cone gil- drill equals agility. Agility, right. Uh, shuttle was acceleration. Vertical was leaping ability. And it's funny that, like, you know, the combine happens and people are like, oh, he's faster than him. He's better. Kevin White's better than Amari Cooper, blah, blah, blah. It's, just, it's crazy. Do you remember when you went to the combine? Of course. Um, great, great experience, stressful experience. Uh, I think it's one of the most stressful things you actually have to do as a professional athlete. They because always it's say out of your that element. You feel like a piece of meat. Yeah, that's the first time you truly realize you're a piece of meat. That's the first time I think you realize, oh, wow, this NFL thing is big business uh, because you just see so many, not only coaches, but the doctors that they got there evaluating you. What was your first oh, crap moment? Uh, Gosh, my first oh, crap moment. I think, uh, you know, listen, like the weighing in and like getting – prodded by the doctors and them i can understand why todd Gurley didn't want them testing his knee. really yeah they a little they're overdo it they are a little aggressive what uh, they do to you uh, they just they test everything i mean they're going to crank your shoulders your knees uh oh you know, we see here you sprained your ankle in eighth grade uh, let's get an x-ray <laughs> and you're like are you kidding me like unbelievable crap like that yeah uh, i think my first reality moment though and it'll always stick with my brain for the rest of my life is like the 40. I'm walking up to the line in the 40. wasn't on the NFL Network at that time. You texting while we're doing the podcast? No, I'm, I'm double-checking okay. something. Okay. Back off. Yep. Nope. I'm all over you. Uh, but then I'm listening. Running the 40 and getting up to the line, and of course you're nervous. This isn't playing football. This is working out for people. I and, wish you were televised. And Bill, Bar- uh, Bill Parcells and Jerry Jones were sitting right at the starting line, first row. And of course I knew, knew Coach Parcells because right, he coached my dad. dad. Yeah. But I got up to the line. I put my hand down. I was like, man, Jerry Jones and Bill Parcells are watching me start my 40. 
And it was like a surreal moment. I can literally remember running down the 40 going, I'm running the 40 at the combine. I'm running the 40 at the combine. Oh, I hope it was a good time. What? What? You got what? 476? Four, four, oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm happy. I'm happy. You got a 481? I think I ran a 482 or 481 okay. legitimately. Yeah. I think, though, my favorite part of this year's combine was watching NFL Network because they have exclusive coverage. And they I, put, I up, they right put up Marcus Mariota, and they've been doing this thing this year where they go closest in height, closest in weight, closest in 40, closest in whatever. And the first picture that comes up next to Marcus Mariota. Chris Sims. Yeah, baby. Tampa he can't throw baby. it like me, though. <laughs> he might be able to run, but he can't throw it like I could. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I think what's really funny is that the part that we don't see is the most important part, which is the interview questions yes. and all the medical testing. Yes, that's really what the Combine's about. And especially, I think, more so now than ever, uh, because since the draft has been moved back to late April, early May, uh, now – it's the combines really the, a lot of the coaches like even my friends that I've talked to they're just starting to watch some of the film on these college That's guys crazy now to me. they got more than two months still till the draft comes so yeah. they almost look at the combine as maybe they look at the top five players their position sure uh, maybe somebody else has and they've been out. scouting all year well the scouts have but the coaches are really oh. just getting familiar yeah the coaches you know you you have no time to look at college sure. they're lucky if they can watch a college football game on TV period but it's just a chance to know yes in the medical examinations that's what it's all about and the look test because the look test does go somewhere in the NFL. I'm sure. You brought up the part of the combine that people don't see. I want to go to Twitter at Sims and Lefko. If you're not following us, follow us. Ask us questions. We got a question from at Matt underscore Costello. Question for Sims. What were the strangest and most intrusive questions you were asked at the combine and from what teams? Oh, gosh. First of all, do you know what intrusive means? I do. Thank you. Good. You're funny. You you're got funny. it. Thank you. You got it. Why don't you text message some people during our podcast again, you punk? Why don't you answer the question, <laughs> Matt underscore Costello? Uh, intrusive. One of my good friends from Maryland, by the way. Yeah, good for oh, you. Oh, that's good. Intrusive, big win for your basketball team. Uh, but um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you guys didn't act professional. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But anyways, I think intrusive. I didn't have anybody ask me truly intrusive questions. I I would think most teams were a little careful with me because they had history with my dad, so they didn't want to ask anything too stupid. I think the one interview that jumps out to me the most still, though, is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Sherman was their head coach at the time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm blanking on his first name. Mike. Mike, thank you. And uh, he basically sat in the chair, and then it was like 12 people in a direct line behind him, you know, across – all sitting there, it was like they were evaluating like every movement and mouth uh, thing that came out in of my like mouth. In like a dark hotel room? Yeah, yeah, and basically in a small hotel room because that's where the meeting tapes, takes place. They take place in hotel rooms with two double beds in there. Some teams move the beds out of the way. Other teams just sit on the beds and they do their interviews from there, whatever it is. But it's a strange environment. Here, uh, Jameis, sit on this bed. <laughs> I have to ask you a question. Some of the test questions are stupid. You know, would you rather be a cat or a dog? I would really like to see how I did on some of the psychological testing. Wait, you're not talking about the Wonderlick. No, not they like the psych- They give their own little private test? Yes. And there in was a 15 minute I'm, window? Yeah, uh, n- not always there, but maybe at the senior bowl or maybe you get done working out for the day at the combine and they oh, hey Chris, do you got any free time? Oh yeah, come here. We just want to we want to bring you back here and ask you questions. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, here's a 200 problem test for your psychological. And what are you going to say to them? No, I'm not going to do it New York Giants or New York yeah. Jets. Of course not. Those questions can be stupid. So would you rather you be say, a cat or a dog? Yeah, what'd you pick? Uh, I think I pick cat, but I'll tell you, I think most teams would think 
uh, I was probably crazy in the NFL because I just you know me now. I was the type of guy that after I got through like question a hundred, like, they start, I'm just writing whatever. Yeah, they start to ask the same question again, but they reword it. Yeah, I, and you know, oh, oh you're tricking me. Um, I just I, I started circling things, so I might have gone borderline psycho for some of these teams. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, if it was like, would you rather be a cat or a dog? Put like an extra check. I'd rather be a quarterback. <laughs> what kind of dumb question is this? So it wasn't any. So you think that because your dad, they probably knew your dad, right? They weren't going to ask you like. Like the stuff we heard about, like Des Bryant and stuff. No, I, I didn't have any character issues. You know, there was. I, I was wondering, do they try and get a rise out of you? I heard people. You know, so there was always rumors that I heard. You know, oh, Chris Sims is a partier, blah blah blah. But I, I think, you know, also at the same time, I look at it like uh, it's always funny to hear those rumors. That's why I kind of take a deep breath when I hear it now. Right. Because if you talk to any of my friends in college, they tell you I was the biggest nerd on the football team and they could never get me out and go do anything. Meanwhile, but all of a sudden, your reputation. I was seen on 6th Street two Fridays in, in the fall, and now I'm a partier. Oh, you know? my gosh. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts of the combine? Like, as a fan, I think that it's a very integral part of the NFL evaluation. What is your as someone that went through it, I, I do too. I, I do okay. think I think it does show, uh, you know, character, strengths, flaws. Even just from the pure workout standpoint, you're going to be at least at least if you don't know what the player it is, it does. Coaches will take into account. Well, at least he hey he got himself ready for this combine. Yeah. He was ready to go in all drills. He was really schooled up. Blah blah blah. That's perfect uh, to leave. That's a good transition for me. First it. off, I, I want to give a shout out to Jordan at Soul Cycle. Big fan of the podcast. Met him up the other day. Great guy. Yo, Jordan. What's up, Jordan? Um, the reason it was a great transition is that was your big concern with Jameis. Yes. Um, I, I want to talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, Mariota goes out there um, athletically unbelievable. Right. Best 40 time, 4-5-2, great vert, uh, good broad jump, looked the part, fit the part. And, of course, he's going to impress in all those interviews. Yes. Because he's a good kid. He's a professional. He's a professional. He's a man, he, he, He's a flat line in terms of personality, not going to waver. It's going to be right there. Jameis looked a lot more comfortable throwing the football, according yes. to you. Who knows? Yes. Um, however, even though you know too, you saw the way oh, he I, acted. I watched you him. could tell he was unfazed by the moment at all. He I mean, was the only guy that approached the line, and he, and he was talking. He's like, yeah, "That's the way smiling, we do it." Yeah, right, yeah. Right. It, it was not too big for him. Nothing's right. too. Even the interview on NFL Network after I went, he's the only guy that can that's enjoying this. Yeah, right. Everybody else is like, "Oh my god, I want it." What, what, what did I say? What did I say? Jameis yeah. is like, "Look, I don't care." Um, Jameis less than a 30 inch in the vert. Yes. Almost five seconds on the 40. Right. And then plus 20% body fat. Yeah. And I think you made a great point in a video that we did on team stream this week. Um, your, your verts and your 40 and your body fat, those don't get better over time. Exactly. Because I'll be honest, I look at my 40 and my vert, it just as a normal person right. and my body fat. It right. is a lot worse than when I was 21 years old. Right, exactly. I could eat a lot of burgers at 2 a.m. when I was 21, and, I was, and I'm not that, I'm 28, so it's not like that crazy. Yeah, but it does. It changes in a hurry. Here's my question. I want to put it out there. You said something to me today. Let's start this ball rolling. Right. People were saying the gap is, is there between Winston and Mariota. Yeah. Say it. Yeah, I, I think the gap is really big. Uh, the more you don't I even think watch, there's a gap. I don't even think it's close. I mean, if you're a drop back quarterback look uh, team that's looking for that in the draft, it, it's not even close. Uh, it's not. You're saying you're saying that the gap is so wide yes. between Winston and Mariota 
that it's not even a debate. It's not a debate as far as quarterback play goes on the film. Now, listen, all the you've been the watching the stuff, film. Yes, yeah. Well, forget off the forget field. off the field. We're just talking about a player right now. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Right on the film, though. Why is it that wide? Uh, you know, you've always heard me say the phrase. Let's start with Mariota. How I always say, you know, so much of it is served up on a silver platter for him. Yeah. What does that uh, mean? Well, it, it, when I watch the games, it's even more than I realized on TV. And when I say that, I mean the system really it just it helps them. You could plug in a lot of quarterbacks and they would have put impressive numbers. I'm not trying to take anything away no, from sure, him because the, the physical prowess is there for this kid. You see it. But yes, I do. He's got talent. But you watch a game, it's it's a screen, it's a screen, uh it's another screen, it's a run up the middle for eight, it's another run up the middle for twelve. Oh now he keeps it around the edge. Nobody's there. He runs for ten more yards. Oh okay now it's another run up the middle for ten. Another screen. Oh fake the screen throw to a wide open receiver. Nobody's around him. Anybody can college football could have made the throw. So it's a testament to the system. It is a testament to the system. The game does not depend on how Marcus Mariota plays. The, the pressure of the game is never on his shoulders. In fact, when the pressure was on his shoulders, Ohio State, Stanford in previous years, Arizona State this year, things fell apart a little bit, mm. and now you need somebody just to make a play, be a leader, do those things. Mariota, I don't think, is quite capable of doing that yet. Not saying he can't, mm. but he hasn't been asked to, 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 to be fair to him. But I'm not sure. Yeah, he's not there. When in turn, I watch Jameis Winston, and yeah. I think you could agree just by being a college football fan, um, especially this past year, they probably would have lost four or five games if they don't have Jameis Winston. Because people are talking about how his interceptions went up, his sacks went up. Everyone's pointing at the game that they did lose to Oregon was the one time that his coach looked him in the face and said, shut the F up yeah. before I'm going to put you on the bench. Right. And you look at that and go, well, it's because they were asking more of him. He, he had to carry the team. I mean, it, it really was. He made a f- number of phenomenal plays just standing in the pocket. He made a number of wow throws. Yes, the, the success of Florida State was only going to go as far as Jameis Winston can carry them. And he carried them the game. If it ain't for that rookie running back fumbling two times yes. there in the second half, it's going to be a shootout because he's on fire. He's making unbelievable reads and throws. He's got it all going. Yeah. He even makes an unbelievable play on the famous play where he does fumble the ball in the air. He makes an unbelievable play to get out of the pocket, and he's about to throw to Carlos Williams, who comes free out of him scrambling, and they're going to score a touchdown. He's wide open. The ball just but he, he, he slips in the grass, if you remember, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. tries to regather himself, and as he regather himself, his other hand hits the ball and it flies in the air. Gotcha. Uh, but yes, Winston, to me, as a player, the kid's a natural. Right, well, he's got a big-time arm. His motion's even better than I thought on film. Yes, he drops the ball a little, yeah. but you've heard me talk about this. He never breaks his arm angle, and that's all it's about. Mm. Like Byron Leftwich, people say, oh, he's like Byron Leftwich. No. Byron Leftwich used to drop the ball and his arm would go completely straight. I've never seen anybody have success throwing the football huh. in the NFL like that. Jameis Winston might drop the ball, but the arm stays at a 90-degree angle. And it comes back up quick. And if you look at any successful thrower, that's you got to have that. For me, it's, it's interesting. It's, I look at Jameis, and the big question is, can he keep his head on the shoulders off the field? And can he treat it like a job, come in, work ethic, get in shape, lead a team, and be an adult? Right. That's the question. That it's is a lot the question. It's a lot of things that you cannot evaluate Lead a on team film. is not a question you, for me. You know him. he can lead. I think he's a natural leader, like you said. You saw it in the combine. Guys were gravitating towards James Winston after the workout. Here's my question about Mariota. He mastered the Oregon system. Right. Fault the system what you may. Yeah. He mastered it. Right. Will he be able to drop back and be able to read a defense 
And, and, I, and I've heard other people on other podcasts even talk about how he has done full-field reads, go from left to right and look at his options. Right. But it wasn't asked of him on every play. No. And when it was under pressure that how, do you, how can a team – I'm, I'm going to speak very selfishly here. The Eagles are now rumored on every mock draft I see <laughs> right. to trade up to either five with Washington or six with the Jets and get Mariota. Yes. And I'm sitting there as an Eagles fan going, hey, man. If you're going to do it with Chip Kelly, this is the guy to go up and get, and I completely understand it. Right. How, do, how can they test to see if he's able to do such things? Yeah, I, I don't think you can really test it. It's just going to be one of those things where experience is the, the cure-all, really is, because he's just going to need more reps in that pro-style offense yeah. just going through those reads. You know, like it's, it is a testament to the system and him. He did master the system. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times the first guy was open, so that's who you threw to, and that's, that's what he was supposed to do. I have um, a lot of confidence in Marcus Mariota that he is going to – study like no one has ever studied right and i have the most confidence that he will earn the respect of the team he goes to yeah. i know he will yeah i i don't disagree that with that the at only all. question is going to be that transition and yes. i think the, the question that i'm curious about is which which question is bigger winston off the field or mariona mentally on the field yeah and i think because this um whoever drafts mariota is going to run that offense. Mariotta, so that's the yeah. Mariota. I know. I'm always. Yeah, he walked in. But that's one thing I will say Nelson because walked in, people say, "Oh, he's got to conform his, you know, his ability in the pocket and do all those things." No, whoever drafts him, he's going to run Oregon offense, especially early on in his Can career. Can I tell you why I got a lot more confidence in Mariota right. when he ran a four-five-two-forty? I went, he might be able to run away from some defenders in the yeah. NFL yeah. because that was the thing that scared me about Manziel. That's what's so funny this about is, this is another thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm right. sorry I'm cutting you off, but I have yeah. so much things I want to say. But about Manziel this is the mix between Winston and Mariota. Right. He's the system, and he's the off the field problem. Yes. The problem is he doesn't have the 40 of Mariota, and he didn't have the willpower that Winston needs. Yes. So it's just odd. It, it is odd. Uh, I'll say this too. I don't. You know, listen. Will he have some success keeping the ball in the read option? Certainly, because the kid can run. Yeah. Uh, but man. You watch the Ohio I State game. I know, he game. got caught from behind a You bunch. watch Ohio State. You watch the Florida State game. When he, he could, did drop back situations and then tried to scramble, he wasn't getting – they weren't getting – he was going to get away from any of those defense yeah. ends on those two teams. It goes back so, to the 40 not being completely indicative of how fast you are. No, and Marcus Mariota, like you said, you know he's going to work. You know he's going to do the right yeah. things. He probably worked his butt off for that 40. Yep. Jameis Winston, I bet you he practiced it. Five times. I don't think he really cared about the forty. <laughs> He's faster than four nine seven on the field. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he really cared. I know. Uh, he kind of listened. A lot of that quarterbacks scares me, man. But a lot of quarterbacks have done that. I mean, Eli Manning ran a five two. I mean, they, they didn't even run the forties at the combine. I give him a little credit for just saying, you know, I'm just going to line up and run this thing. I don't yeah. really care. You, you know, love him. I, I love him as a player. I really do. I love him as far as leadership goes. I think he has. I think NFL locker rooms are going to gravitate towards him. I think yeah. he's a baller. I really do. I, I do think that's too. what it is. The lights turn on. Jameis is ready to go. Didn't right. they say Johnny was a good leader too? Yeah, I always heard Johnny was a good leader. Uh, but I, you know, I I heard drug issues with Johnny. I've never heard that with Jameis, and I think that's where it would would differentiate me. And then I had questions about Johnny as a football player and the pure talents of the field. Lefko can tell you that. I know you weren't here yet, Stephen, but I had a lot of questions about Johnny. Manziel. Yeah, his his Sims's questions about Johnny. We did a lot of videos about it. Was his overall reading of the field? Like, I don't think you have any questions about Jameis in that category. No, no, Jameis there were football sees it. questions and personality questions with Manziel. Now with Winston, it's mainly just personality. Yeah. Let's crank this beat for Mr. Uh, Nelly. Oh, were you not prepared? I was just told to say hello, but I do have some questions. 
Okay, okay, good. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> Sorry, we're in a very abbreviated podcast today. I know, I know today. you have some I know, to go, it's so, I feel like me, I'm cheating. So let me take you there. Ooh. The City Council in Inglewood, California, approved plans for an NFL stadium and includes Rams owner Stan Kroenke as a partner. Which celebrity with Inglewood ties do you want to hang out with? Which would you rather want to hang out with? Oh, good. I think I know mine. Sonny Bono. Oh. Nope. Paul Pierce. Interesting. Or Tyra Banks. Sonny's alive. What happened to all the guys from NWA? Uh, I was going to say like Ice Cube. Another Compton? Wait, who was the first guy you said? Sonny Bono. Like Sonny and Cher. Yes. Yeah, nope. uh, not hanging out with him. Nope, that sounds nope. Uh, I'm going the God truth. Soul. I'm going the truth. Yeah, in All fourth grade, I would have picked Tyra Banks. She was my fourth grade crush, Tyra Banks. She did a milk ad in a magazine, and I had it on my desk. A in milk grade. ad. Yeah, it was like milk, and she had like a mustache and stuff. Uh, and I was that. like, I was like, wow, who is this? And then she started speaking in the media, and I was like, I'm no longer interested. <laughs> but Paul Pierce would be cool. Anyone that's been stabbed. I would like to. I, I'm very curious about that. And that's it. That's there's no other big no, names. There are from tons Inglewood. of it. Marcel okay. Reese is from there. Not a, no fullback. I think Paul Bird maybe. There are a few other ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was Paul Bird. Inglewood. Yeah. I'd hang out with Ice Cube. DJ would Pepper. you rather hang out with Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, or Snoop? Dr. Dre. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Snoop would be fun. You guys too. just can't make celebrities from places. Or on the down low. I'm sorry. They're not from Inglewood. Do any famous Hollywood actors live in Inglewood right now? Definitely not. not. <laughs> no. There's no nice section of Inglewood? No. All right. I assume not. Spit it out. I just, no, he wants the beat the, to drop. Wait for the beat, Sims, damn it. I know we have to go. You love how he just jumped in there with that Mariota thing that he's always sticking up for Mariota. Well, no, I, he walked I in. I was like, Sims is going to say Mariota. I didn't Mariota. say anything. Did nice but didn't you have those concerns about Johnny Manziel, too? <laughs> but that was, oh, but you were talking it. about Jameis. You, yeah. were talking about, you weren't talking about yeah. Marcus. I let that one be. Okay. I learned my lesson. Go ahead, Paella. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL Combine, you guys were just talking about. Yes. I'm going to keep it short and sweet because Lefko, he's got to hit a beat. Ooh, good one. Which combine event would you rather see Lefko do? This is only for six. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Gosh. Fendrick, you can, because Lefko cannot answer this question. Well, he can. I'll he answer gets, at the end. The 60 yard shuttle would be fun. What is that? Uh, you they know, don't the, televise that. Yeah, they usually don't televise that. It's, it's is kind that of a, 2020 20? It's kind of like an endurance test. Yeah, it's endurance sprint test. That would test. be, it's that would be, be brutal. I, I disagree with you completely. But, but hold on. I, that's okay. not, that wasn't, that, I don't think that's my top choice. I think. I like still, how the first one is like, if I would like to elicit pain into his body, I would go with that 60 yard shuttle. But in the meantime, I would like to watch the vertical uh, jump because I don't think he has enough boost. No, I don't think you don't. I know that. But I still think I would pay a lot of money to watch him run the 40 in this tight spandex. I think I would actually love that. He'd have to dress in tight spandex or I'm not watching. <laughs> I would want to see him doing I would load up with so much socks in the front, too. I would want to see him doing when the defensive lineman, when the coach holds the ball out and directs them each way, and That's he's got to shuffle that back and forth. That is a good one. Because I want to see the coach yelling at Lefko, right. and then I want to see him shuffling back and forth. That, that is would a good be one. easily what I would want to yeah, see. He would definitely, if he had to like do the one where you have to high shuffle through the bag still, he'd trip and fall. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it in terms of just like which one would be hilarious to watch me, there's the defensive back drill to show smoothness and hip. 
hips. Right. And I have hips, but I do not think they're smooth. <laughs> Whereas flip, 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 and yeah. then you run back and try and catch a ball. Right. And that's where, like, I just – for comedy's sake, me falling and then the ball hitting the ground like 15 yards away. Yeah. That's like a punchline. <laughs> but, yeah, the 40, I mean, that's like the staple of that the That would combo. be fun. But, yeah, Rich, Rich Eisen. Which do you think you would perform best in? Um, what is Soul Cycles uh, per, per Can you do 225? No, on the bench you can't. I don't think so. All right, I mean, I just broad you, you jump. Have a big chest and yeah, and it's all strength. it's a, it's an optical illusion. Okay, it's like a 3D <laughs> picture thing. You look at my chest, you zoom out, you're like, yeah, great chest. Um, broad jump. What else is there? Broad uh, vertical, the one three like, cone. I would kill the one. <laughs> yeah, you would kill. In the, the interview, no, you know, you know no what's doubt. one I think I actually yeah. be good at the uh, the drill the the defensive players where they hit the down bag, punch the upper bag. I think I could. Transition through that pretty smooth. Yeah, I'm sure with plenty of power. Uh, I think you would. I would look like a uh, young Stephen Paella. This is why we need the podcast on video, by the way, because we've all gotten up to demonstrate the yeah, drill exactly. that we wanted Lefko to do, and yes. no one can see it. It's great. I, uh, I think you would just wow in the interview room. Oh. God, because you are full of so much awesome shit. Oh. Some could. teams would wipe him right off the fucking board, though. Let me just say that they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, he's unstable and he's got ADD." <laughs> well, because he says he's a self-proclaimed, you know, he's yeah, yeah. That okay. was my customer. Yeah, goofball. What did you say? I said MFR, right? Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh man, I don't have compared to people in this office. My ADD is in check. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my god! Pretty gosh. average oh for this office. There was three people this week that I started to talk to them, and they took their phone out of their pocket, turned on the screen, didn't actually look at anything, and then put it back in their pocket while we were talking. And I just went, why did you do that? And I was like, <laughs> well, you didn't even accomplish anything. You didn't look at any of the tweets. Right. You just opened it, put it near your face. and it. I'm was, about sick of the phone. Me and Sims one time on the way to work. It was the Sunday, Sunday of right. the Detroit Lions-Falcons game in London. We were driving into work, and we're sitting there, and I'm in his car with him. And we look ahead, and we see this guy almost completely destroy the back of another car. We're going in the Bruckner Expressway, which is in the Bronx, which is maybe one of the most densely populated areas in the country. And it is an absolute mayhem. And then, like, 30 seconds later, the guy almost does it again. And as we pull up, the dude is, like, nose deep in his phone like nose deep and he's wearing like a hat with a spinny top so he looks like a clown with his face in his phone and sims rolls down the window and goes hey asshole get off your phone and the guy's first reaction was like fuck you and then sims was like ah fuck you i got a lot of curses in there and he cut him off and literally about a half an hour later yep. he pulls up to us in the middle of manhattan have i already told this story in the podcast I don't, I don't think, think so either. Yeah. I, I have short-term memory yeah. loss. And he looks at us and he goes, I'd like to apologize earlier. I was looking on my phone and I've been trying to stop doing that. I just want you to know that I'm, I'm sorry and I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, and he nice drove of off. Yeah. And it was like, all right, good. Yeah, it's Sims, amazing. Sims is an enforcer. Like, I, I've said this before. I have almost gotten in accidents because I was on my phone. Yeah. And I, I now just throw it into the backseat. I see it every day, and it's, it's scary because these people are carelessly putting other people's lives at stake because mm. they got to look at a text message at 8.20 in the morning. What a beautiful message to end our podcast. It was a very short one. I apologize. We are pulled in 85 different directions. And get out of the fast lane. The fast lane is the passing lane. Get over if you're not going to go fast. Next episode, Chris Sims is going to give us the top five rules of driving. He is an absolute insane driver. In all seriousness, though, please tweet us if you have any questions at the Twitter for the podcast, at Sims and Lefko. We're going to do an entire segment next week just on your Twitter questions. 
Maybe we'll do another podcast sooner than later. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like we owe people one. Maybe we'll just half an hour later this week. Okay, cool. Okay. I, I got him. He's, he has to do it Sims now. just agreed to extra podcasts. Because he's happy. You see how happy yeah, he is? He's, he's so happy. Look at the smile, smile on his face. Tomorrow's Thursday, then Friday. Oh, no, I don't know if I can do it. All right. Sims <laughs> and Left Go Podcast. It's a pleasure as always. We love everybody. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Have a great day. Holler at your boy. Peace out.